0: As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Well, this week we will look at why the uncertainty in the stock market and the economy is causing investors confusion. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with the latest videos being uploaded. Now, also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now if you're confused about where the economy is heading, what you should be doing with your home loan, or where to invest, you're certainly not alone. Uncertainty in the stock market and the economy is causing investors to move into a state of confusion, overwhelm and indecision. Questions are being asked about whether now is the time to fix interest rates on housing loans, given interest rates are at an all-time low. And a further question on this is, should you continue to pay your housing loans or let the interest compound until things are more certain? Well, over the past month or so, we've seen a volley of information presented on multiple fronts and at lightning speed. The challenge has been further complicated by the contradictions in the information being communicated, together with a lot of speculation about what might happen and exactly how bad things will get. Well, last week the government passed the rescue package, which not only will keep Australians employed but help businesses survive. Without going back over what occurred too much during the GFC, I believe the government has learnt a lot from the past and they are a lot wiser now. Unemployment is expected to rise and naturally people are worried about their jobs, so we may not spend as much as the government would like us to. How far the unemployment rate will rise is still speculation, although we should see some solid figures soon. Now, if we compare the unemployment rate during the GFC, we know it rose from around 4% to approximately 6%, and only recently unemployment was sitting around 5%. If we look a little further back when the bull market started that ended with the GFC, we see the unemployment rate started at over 7% and fell to 4%. With the government stimulus package that has just been approved and the wiggle room that's available with the unemployment rate, it is likely to be some time before we need to start to worry. Given this, things may not end up too bad over the course of this year. That said, with the information overload going on right now, it's no wonder many Australians are confused about what they should be doing. For now, I don't believe the current state of confusion will ease in the short term, so I've always found it beneficial to plan for the worst and hope for the best. That way you have both bases covered. Let's now get into where the best and worst performing sectors were last week. With the shortened week on the market due to Easter and the Dow Jones index now rising, at least for a few days, things may settle a little in our market. Last week, information technology led the way up over 11%, and this was followed by consumer discretionary, which was also up strongly, rising nearly 10%. The energy sector was also up last week, rising over 9%, and this was the second week in a row that the energy sector has risen, which could be a sign that things are changing in this sector, although it is too early to tell. Consumer staples was the worst performer last week and it was only just in the green. Communication services was up over 3% and utilities was up over 4%. When we look at the ASX top 100 stocks last week, we saw over 40% of these stocks rising more than 10%. That said, the list of these companies achieving that result is changing every week. So while it's a great sign, do not read too much into it as this could be a suckers rally. Two stocks that were hit hard over the past month include Property Companies, Vicinity Centres and Centre Group, but they have now crawled back, rising 31% and 29% respectively last week. Stockland, another property company, was up over 26%. Virgin Money, which was also down heavily over the past month, but is now topping the list last week as a top performer, having rose 25% last week. Now, the worst performers for last week include Horizon Holdings, that was down over 3%. Brambles was down nearly 3%, with IAG, Woolworths, and Oilsearch all down around 1%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500, All Ordinary's Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and have a look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, it was a real positive week on our market last week. Uh, Our market was was still indecisive, though, and when we look at the charts, you'll see how pretty much 50% of the time it's closing up, and and the the other 50% of the time it's pretty much closing down. So there's still a lot of indecision in our market, mainly because the Dow was down the prior week, and the, the. Dow's doing something similar, which says that the pretty much the big end of town are still not confident in the market just yet. So while stocks are rising, uh, there's a lot of speculation out there, but uh, it's really too early to tell whether we've hit the bottom or whether you know we're starting a new bull run at the moment but let's go and have a look at the chart and see where we're at I'll just put my glasses on so I can see Um, looking at uh, on the screen right now there's a monthly chart of the all ordinaries index and I'm staying on the monthly chart because too many times I'm finding people are looking at daily charts and I'm getting questions from people who are just specifically looking at daily charts or one day in a rise in terms of hey the market's risen 6% or 7% or this stock's risen ten today you know is this the sign of a new bull run and the answer is going to be always no it doesn't matter whether in a bull market bear market or any day of any week or any year Uh, or any decade for that matter I'm still going to have the same answer is one day doesn't buy you a sheep station one day doesn't make or break the bank one day is irrelevant in the term uh, or the long term uh, scheme of things so looking at things on a daily basis will generally get you more confused it'll also get you more stressed about what's going on and uh, make you more far more emotional about the marketplace so please refrain from trying to do that and watching things on a daily basis Uh, it's good trading and good investments about how having solid rules, for the short, medium and long term, but constantly looking at the short term will be uh, will make you a lot more emotional. So let's, on the chart, um, having a look at it, you can see here how this month so far is doing quite well, uh, having opened near its bottom and, and traded up, and we've had a range of 400 points so far. So from the lower that bar to the higher that bar, there's 400 points. So that's a really, really nice move when you're talking about it starting at 5,000 points, or it opened at 5,110 points in April. So it's nearly 10 percent rise for the month but let's move it down onto the weekly chart and just have a little bit more of a look and you can see here from the low that we had in uh, march and i did say i thought the market would rise for one to four weeks last week was a little bit indecisive we opened at the bottom pushed right up and cl- and closed right down here that was a little bit of a worry me- to me because it was showing the market is indecisive given that it's not really pushing through i'd like to see it closing on its high that's exactly what it did this last week so we're seeing here the fall up to friday the 10th of um, april obviously friday the 10th of april is easter friday so it's not trading that day so this is monday to thursday of that week open on its low close right near its high a nice strong bar but what i was talking about is that uh, the day i've just gone and clicked on the wrong thing let me go back to where i was and um, there we are i'll bring it up on this one and we'll get to that if i go down to a daily chart you'll actually see what i'm talking about here so here's some nice strong closed higher closed higher, closed higher, closed lower, closed higher, closed lower, closed higher, closed lower, closed lower, closed higher, closed lower, closed lower, closed higher. So that was Thursday, the 9th of um, April, you can see here. So a lot of indecision here. So the big move was through here. Um, If we look at it, if I get my little tool here, you'll see from the low there through to here, you can see 18.79% move, but from here to here, we've seen at 11.6 so your big move happened at the start and then it's tipping over a little bit i'd like to see this continue at this point in time i still think we can get another one to two more weeks up out of this if we get the longer it starts to move now in time and price from here so really if i go and use my trend arrow tool and me we'll see if it's there Um, There it is there. The longer this move up is in price and getting up over that 6,000 point mark, if we can do that, that's a real sort of crucial level to me. So if we can move up for another couple of weeks and get above that uh, 6,000 point level, I think that's really augurs well for our market um, before falling away. And then we'll get a bit of a retracement. But I do need to expect that the market will retrace sometime soon. And that's going to be the most important move that we're going to see over the next one to two months. So if we see the market move up to a, to that 6,000 points and come, a, come down only about part of that way and then start to move up, that's a really, really good sign. And that's a sign to me that the market is starting to find its low. Um, but if we see something a little bit different, we could actually see... If I use my trend arrow again, we go here. Let's say we go up a little bit next week and then it reverses in price to close lower for the week. If we get that, we might get a up bar, meaning it's trading higher than the previous week, but it closes lower. Then we may see a big move down and and obviously we could see a move below that low. So that's what my plan is, is to plan for the worst, which is what I was saying a little bit earlier in my report. Always plan for the worst, hope for the best. So if the market does prove it's good and, and strong, then go with it now I know a lot of you would be out there buying stocks trying to bottom pick trying to catch falling knives like we keep saying you not to right now you're probably feeling vindicated a lot of you as well because you might be making money on some of those stocks that you believe you've picked up cheap but again one two weeks making some money making 10 or 20 percent in one or two weeks is not a sign of somebody that's all a sign of a good trader that's sign of you probably be lucky at this point in time and it's the sign of the person over months and or years what you do over months or years not over one or two or three weeks and you might make some money Uh, you might be sitting on a nice profit there but when the market falls uh, are you going to be prepared to sell it and what you're going to do and then you're going to jump in early again so right now it's still high risk the market and whilst it does look better it is still high risk. But let's go into our questions that you've sent me. I know there's been a truckload of questions that everybody sent me today or this past week. I can't answer all of them, otherwise, this report would get very, very long. So I've picked uh, probably about six or seven of them that I'm going to answer. But let's get into those now. Now, the first question we've got today is from Chris, who says, Fan of the channel, but not a trader, long term investor. And he's asking about money me. M-M-E. now this is a stock i don't think i've ever seen this stock i've never even heard of it actually so it'd be interesting for me to go and have a bit of a look at it for the first time and so you can see what my thoughts are but let's bring it up on the chart um, on the left you've got a monthly chart and on the right you've got a weekly chart obviously this stock has recently floated on our exchange and that says uh, it floated in december at a uh, $1.52 and since then it had a bit of a sideways move tried to move up and fell away sure sign this stock there's meanings the market doesn't like it it's not um, it's not a positive thing in my book if long-term interest long-term investor but not a trader is not this is not a stock that i would be in as a long-term investor if you're a long-term investor i'd be looking at top 50 stocks that's really what i'd be looking at um, um, if you haven't bought my book yet accelerate wealth get it because it'll show you why I think that And stocks like this at the moment are a lot more high risk obviously it's it's possibly got something to do with the money market I haven't really researched it at this point in time but let me put some volume on the weekly chart and we'll see but looking at this yeah look at it it's not a lot um, looking at that, 896,000 shares at a dollar something. It's not very, very liquid as a stock. It means the market's not really supporting it. Um, looking on any one day, um, you're talking about 122,000 shares at a dollar. So, um, 122,000 dollars is moving that stock at this point in time. So, really, that makes uh, says to me it's a really illiquid type of stock and it shouldn't have my money in it. Um, I don't know. This could be a very successful stock over the next five to ten years and you might be very right in looking at that stock so i'm not saying you couldn't be but right now this wouldn't be anywhere near my portfolio just because it's low liquid you need to be able to get in and get out um but Maybe a long-term buy-and-hold will work on this stock. It just depends on the market, etc. But thank you for the question. Uh, the next question we got now, if I just bring that up, is from James, who says, "Hi, Dale. New to the stuff, and have started educating myself at a, a at a bittersweet period. It seems. Well, yeah, it is a bit of a not a bittersweet period. I'd say it's a very challenging period for most people because it's highly emotional, but it's perfect timing to learn. Uh, and I say to people, anybody can make money in a bull market, but When you've got the market like this is uncertain, you really can um, look at it with much more objectivity because you're not going to be wanting to get in um, to try and make lots of profits so you can sit back and learn from it. So it's really good you're doing that right now. He goes on to say, I've been trying to pick out good companies for mid to long term. Really like the look of Simic, um, Santos, or STO, Oil Search, and not sure on Wally, though. Loving your content. Cheers. Uh, really good, big stocks. Love the stocks you're choosing there from a point of view. They, you, know, you stick to those sorts of stocks. Really top 50, top 100 stocks is where you do need to be. And I continually say that, especially in times of uncertainty, but even more so if you're new to the market. If you don't have a lot of knowledge and experience, the top 50 stocks will look after you but all too often as we discuss um in a, in these videos is people try and pick small cap stocks like mme like we just looked at they try and pick small ones thinking that buying more shares is going to make them more money um, and that's probably not no, not necessarily the case it generally isn't the case but let's look at simic on the i'm actually going to pick simic i can't do all four of them because i just don't have enough time simic is one of janine's stocks that she loves to talk about all of the time but right now it looks terrible um and janine as i said janine really does love that but looking at the left uh, it is quite bearish through here it has risen up the last couple of weeks but here's this week that we've just finished um from on the 9th of april obviously um that's uh for Fridays by the 10th of April where it's indecisive. So I would suggest it's gonna start falling away and the market's not really supporting this move. So it'd be interesting to see where it falls and how far it falls. But again, this is a bit of a volatile stock as you can see um, on that chart. It does move very, very big moves up and down. It's not a stock that I would suggest for somebody a little bit more inexperienced in the market. I'd be looking at other stocks like your Wesfarmers, your Cochlears, your CSLs, um, some of those good trending types of stocks. Um, I'd probably even look at a Telstra or something like that as well for your portfolio but again um, again if you're a new person buy my book I can't say it enough because it'll help you go through this situation it'll give you rules strategies and techniques to not only protect yourself which is the priority that you should always have uh, 100% of time regardless whether it's a bull or bear market or something like at the moment which is very indecisive market Um, but just get out me buy my book accelerate your wealth let's move on to the next question it's at Crete Um, he says hi mate a stock that I would like you to analyze is Cochlea, and or the ASX share ticker code COH um, with their share purchase plan offering uh, for $140 to existing shareholders, and the price currently sitting at around $190, what impact uh, will have will that have on the stock? And what are your thoughts around Cochlear as it stands? Generally, I love Cochlear, so does Janine. But when you're looking at uh, people buying at 140 and it's sitting around 190, you think it's going to drop, uh, and that's generally what happens when you've got uh, people buying a new stock at a lower price. So you're going to you'll see the stock drop. There is a reason why they're doing it, and uh, you know, to me, looking at a stock like Cochlear, that was an at an all-time high, and I'll bring it up and show you on the screen. Uh, as I said, I love this stock. It is a really good. Stock but here's its all-time high back in february at 254.40 it's currently sitting at 190 it's fallen heavily um you know and this is a really really great stock it's fallen heavily for a reason now you can't tell me over a period of a month or so that it's lost a lot of revenue now it's going to be impacted on this anyway because um, with the covid19 pandemic going on there wouldn't be a lot of um Uh, um, operations going on and implants going into people but people that need them will still be getting them if that makes sense so you know if you've already prior to COVID-19 coming out if your intention was to get a cochlear ear implant around the world wherever you are um, and you had surgery booked in and that's all been cancelled when everything settles down that's all going to happen so it'll be a, a hell for leather after that but right now they're raising a lot of money from institutions they're looking at raising money from individuals such as yourself but at these sorts of times i don't do um corporate uh corporate actions or capital raisings those sorts of things know that as janine in fact most corporate actions we don't even look at too much or well, we look at them but we don't take action on them but right now cochlear doesn't look super strong to me uh, and that's pretty much all I can say about that at this point in time. You need to look at the offer document itself and uh, what it also, whether, what it means to you, whether you're looking long-term, short-term, medium-term, how it affects your um, standings actually in that stock. So, But thank you for asking the question. Next one we got is from Edward who says, Hi, Dar With the rise of working from home, which of the following telco companies would be good to two to five-year investments being Vocus, Telstra TPM? Um or would you recommend another stock thanks Edward? Now Vocus itself is a takeover target over the last two years I think it's had about three or four um people or companies try to take Vocus over. Tolstra it was a dog stock for well over 10 years come and it's coming off some all-time lows in the last 12 months or so it's looking a little bit better tpg and vodafone uh, have been or it has gone through the courts and they are merging so that's not on my list at the moment because that's going to take a while obviously tpg is wanting to get into 4g and have that and obviously Vocus. uh sorry um vodafone is getting into 5g a lot of expenses in merging a lot of expenses in getting out that 5g so i wouldn't expect a lot of that telstra's probably a bit better but we're going to have a look at Vocus because that's actually a stock i've been looking at many many times with our students actually over the past sort of six to 12 months a lot of our students bought it in through here they did a beautiful trade right through here with some of those takeovers there um, and they also more recently um, bought in through here and through here and then got out again but right now now, it is moving off the bottom, it is looking a little bit better, but it is a little bit more of a lower cap stock. You can see here, last week it traded 8.4 million shares, so it's better, it's a lot better, um, and it's a lot more volatile, but I'd need to have some solid rules around that, but I'm not picking this one as a two to five year investment, I'm definitely not doing that. Um, but I think all the companies are looking good that you've mentioned. We don't recommend one stock over another, that's not what we do here, We this is YouTube, we're not, we're not giving stock tipping um, reports Ports, we don't do that because we find most people when you give out a stock tip they either don't take it if they do take it they, they don't know how to manage it properly so Janine and I will generally tell what we think about a stock but we'll never tell you to buy um, and we'll never tell you uh, recommend different stocks to you you need to do the research yourself and you need to have rules around that if your time frame is two to five years again buy my book. It'll give you the rules around which one you should be buying and how you're going to manage that. So please do that. But let's look at the next question that that we do have. Keep moving on. This one's from Anil who says, very good information, man. I bought 700 shares of ANZ last month, $15 a share. I want to hold them for three to four years. Thoughts on that? We don't like banks at all. We haven't liked banks. ANZ is probably the worst bank Um, along with NAB to hold. It's been falling now since April, March, April 2015. Janine and I aren't bullish on banks at all. Um, If we were looking at banks, it would be Macquarie Bank and ComBank we'd be looking at. Those are the two we like most. ANZ and Westpac we don't like. Um, you, you bought it at $15. That's great. So you're bottom picking and you're doing exactly what we would suggest you not do, but it doesn't look strong. And with the, with the banks now looking at reducing or asset coming out, um, asking the banks about their capital management um, to make sure that they're solid, uh, we, we, we are expecting dividends to reduce on the banks and maybe they might not even pay them. And With banks not paying dividends, that's going to affect a lot of people. And so you'll see people getting out of it who do rely on dividends. If they're not going to get a dividend, they'll go somewhere else. They'll sell out of banks and go to other stock that is paying good dividends because there's plenty of stocks right now paying really good dividends that people rely on especially pensioners and those in retirement so right now I don't like this stock at all um, and I don't like NAB at all I like CBA better and and I like Macquarie a little bit better but thanks for putting in the question anyway but it is really really good but again um, please stop bottom picking people it, it, it really is fraught with danger um, the next question we got is from Andrew I'm a new investor and during the current and I've put in 25% on my total investment as I was willing to part from, or I was willing to part from my savings. He says, I appreciate the content you put out on YouTube and the constant advice I see with the majority investment is to be patient. Um, when do you believe the bottom of the market is achieved or is this um, only in hindsight that we can call it the bottom of the market? Uh, with another good day in the ASX, would it, uh, what would it take for you to believe that the worst is behind us? Uh, as I said a little bit earlier, um, one day doesn't make a market one week doesn't make a market and even one month doesn't make a stock market the market and i the biggest mistake i see people do is they look at stocks or the market and say it's been up for five days it's in an uptrend no it's not um and that's people who are who really don't understand the market making those calls. Now, you know, I had somebody last week, you know, he said in the, in your video, he said, I you said, I don't know a few times. And he said, if you're an expert, why are you saying, I don't know? And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm being really, really honest. I don't know at this point in time as an expert. We don't have 100% of the answers 100% of the time. Right now, where's the bottom? I don't know. Um, is the bottom in? I don't know. Um, and I'm saying that with all honesty for everybody is right now that I know the market is dangerous and people are playing with it and making money so is the worst behind us i don't know isn't and i will keep saying that but what i do know is the market is going up at the moment which is what i called it will bounce and it is bouncing right now how far it bounces in time and price so how long it bounces if this bounces for six or seven weeks before it even starts to fall away again that'll get me a hell of a lot more excited but until it moves down again I'm not going to be satisfied in calling the bottom I need to see where the bottom is I want to see the low that we had a couple of weeks ago hold uh, and then after that I'll start to get a little bit more bullish but right now it's far better to let the market unfold in this and let everybody else play in the dangerous time and then come back and trade when it's much better uh, for, for you to be profitable but again sit on your hands that's really what it is you're not missing out and that's really what want to say is some people out there buying stocks thinking they're doing the right thing making 10 20 30 odd percent at this moment on some of these stocks they're thinking they're doing a great job but we always think we're doing a great job until the proverbial hits the fan and we lose it all so but thanks for sending you all your questions in. as i said there's a lot of questions this week. i couldn't put all of them up otherwise this will be i'd be here all day answering questions but uh but thanks for watching to the end of this video it's been a little bit longer as well but if you do have any questions you'd like me to answer just stick them below Um, and I will get to answering them. So you stick your fingers on the keyboard and keep talking with us. Now remember, we're here on this channel and we do these market reports every single week on a Monday and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night um, between 7 and 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylights, all Eastern time. Sorry, not Daylight Savings anymore. So remember to hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload videos. So do hit the subscribe button now. That really does show you support for our channel and the the information we're putting out there and helping people and trying to help everybody uh, do really well with this market and understand it. But for now, I'm Dale Gillam. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.